Welcome, everybody, to another amazing episode of Xtreme. My name is Zach. My name is Joey. This is a podcast where we dig deep on your favorite video games. Yes. And today, we're still running through Super Mario World. Thankfully, because it's the greatest. It is really good. I was kind of worried, honestly, that my nostalgia goggles were really kicking in. But, uh... (laughs) Honestly, it's the good has absolutely outweighed the bad so far. Yeah. But Joey, let's let's talk a little bit about what we did last week. I mean I know we right. I know we talked we had a we had our interview part two up, but I meant let's say uh extreme proper. What was the right. last what did we do then? Uh the last world of Super Mario World, I guess. Yes. But you mean yes. it was Forest of Illusions. Yes, we found our way out. God, who'd have thunk it? We were lost in there for a while. <laughs> I know. Like, I didn't know if we were ever going to get out. Well, I mean, thank God. And I mean, t- like, considering where we've come out to, like, Chocolate Island here. Oh, yeah. Holy. It's worth it. It's so worth it. Mm. But I mean, I mean, just keep your keep your appetite in check, all right? We, we got to make it through here in one piece. All right. I'll, I'll try my best. Try my best. All right. Hold it together, all right? Okay. Okay. Alright, so before we go off and explore the wondrous land of Chocolate Island, um, I think we should take a quick break and maybe maybe try a little bit of the chocolate? Maybe? Joey? Joey? What? Joey, Uh, are you eating the chocolate? Uh, I couldn't help it. (laughs) Are you going to at least share? (laughs) No. Oh, all right. Well, like while I try and convince Joey to give me some of his chocolate, let's take a break and listen to some music. Come on, just give me a little.
welcome back. This is Extreme. Hey. Mm. Wait. What? Where's my co-host? Sorry. I <laughs> don't don't worry about me. I may, I may have nicked a little bit of your chocolate, but don't worry about it, man. Did it's not a big you, deal. You mm. <laughs> There's so took, much chocolate. You just share. My you Look, look. You, it's okay. Look. It's okay. I, I'll get you more. I got okay. I look, I got so much more chocolate. Okay. It's it's cool. Look, okay. see, I found some just on the ground here. Okay. It's weird. It's shaped Thanks. like a it's shaped like a plant, though. Are you okay with that? Um, yeah. It's like one of those chocolate bunnies, except it's a plant of plants. <laughs> as long as it uh, tastes like chocolate, <laughs> it could be no. in the shape of a uh, resnor. I don't care. Okay, I'll get you a chocolate resnor. Yes. Uh, but before we do that, let's talk a little bit about where we just went through. Yeah. So, Chocolate Island One. Uh, we start off here, it's pretty standard kind of platforming level, uh, yeah. but it introduces a mechanic that's going to be throughout this entire world, uh, is one specific enemy. Um, I forgot the name, so I'm going to call him a dino bro. Yeah, he's kind of a dino bro. Yeah, you know who I'm talking about? That uh, triceratops looking guy? Looking thing? Yeah. Um, I guess they're I'm dragons because they breathe fire. That's true, but they only breathe fire if you hit, once you hit them. So oh, the yeah? mechanic there being, uh, they have two distinct forms. Uh, unlike you know how, uh, kind of similar to how once you hit a Koopa that's in a shell, it's deshelled. Uh, except in this case, when you jump on the full size Dino Bro, it turns into a tiny Bro. Yeah. Uh, but you'd think that would make him weaker, but I actually think it makes him stronger because he's now that's able true. to shoot f- a column of flame either horizontally or vertically, depending on where you are. And he's faster, I would, I think. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so it's an interesting new mechanic where, you know, defeating an enemy doesn't necessarily make them weaker. It could yeah. make them stronger. Like Sigma style. Yeah, right? He comes back <laughs> as like a newer and uh, improved enemy. Yeah. Uh, so that's a very cool mechanic, and I'm really on board with it, seeing more of it throughout the stage. Yeah. Um. There is a few pipe cannons into butt slide, Mario Parkour style things, but that was already discussed. <laughs> yeah. Um, the only other thing really for this stage is that there's an arbitrary checkpoint like right in the mi- in like the middle of the sky. Yeah. Like just why. for like I don't get it either, right? Just like it's like... just right over a pit, a bottomless pit. And you have to use a spring to get it, but like it just seems so arbitrary. Yeah, it's like, hey, you have to work a little bit to get this checkpoint. I don't know. Yeah, right, but like I don't know. It just seems kind of forced, you know. Yeah. Just like, oh, let's make this a little bit harder. How can we do that? Just put it in the air, I guess. Fucking call it a day. <laughs> it just seemed kind of lazy. I mean, like a lazy way to increase the difficulty there. It, yeah. didn't, it didn't seem like a natural progression, is what I'm saying, to that I difficulty. What, I see what you mean. Yeah. But other than that, um, that's really all I had for Chocolate Island 1. Is there anything you wanted to talk about? Yeah. Uh, standard level, I guess. That's it. Right, right. Okay, so I guess we'll just move on to the ghost house, then. Some moving Level floors. 2. Yeah. Yes. Um, so I know it's called a ghost house, but... I prefer to call it the House of Conveyance. The House of Conveyance, ooh. Yeah, I mean, my favorite word, but um, bear with me here. This this level is the perfect example of conveyance. Um, outside of Mega Man X, this is an amazing secondary example. Yeah. Um, so basically what happens is, like you said, Joe, it starts off with moving, moving floors, Um so it's just moving floors at the first, mm-hmm. and then it introduces the eerie ghosts, you know, the ones that move from left to right, yeah. and then it shows you moving floors and the eeries at the same time, mm-hmm. so kind of, you know, upping the difficulty there, Yeah. Um, and then after that, about halfway in, you get a ghost lackey too, that basically cuts your field of jumping in half, because you can't yeah. jump above the fire or you're going to get hit. That part is annoying. It is really annoying. Uh, But the good part is that right near the end, though, all three of those design elements come together to make for a really challenging end section to this part one of the ghost house. 
yeah. where they have the Ghost Lackey 2, the Moving Floors, and the Eerie Ghosts all at the same time. Mm-hmm. So it's fantastic. It's a great uh, gradual increase in difficulty. And you can't see, you say you didn't see this coming because they showed it to you in increments. Yeah, exactly. It's perfect. It's, a, it's the perfect example of conveyance. I agree. I, I'm so fucking happy that that's there. I love <laughs> it when, when I can, like, as a player, say that I figured this out and I mastered it on my own right. through the game design elements that are there. Yeah, you feel more accomplished that way. Exactly. I mean, even in part two here, it's not as in-depth because there's only two instead of three uh, game design elements. Yeah. But it's still, it's showing you first the blocks that turn into booze. Uh, mm-hmm. Or, you know, when you look at them, they turn into blocks you can jump on. Um, and just dodging through the boo centipedes that are kind of just bouncing around like a uh, like jazz ball. <laughs> do, you, do you ever play jazz ball? You remember that? familiar. It was like a win, like an early like Windows 95 game that came with like that game pack thing. Uh-huh. Or it was just like a ball that was like bouncing around a screen and you had to like trap it. Oh, I love that, that game. Yeah, I, yeah. I always, I, I always wanted to like find it, like a modern version of it, but I can't. Yeah. If yeah, yeah if there are any game designers listening, like God, remake Jazz Ball. That was awesome. Yeah. That's such a that's such an awesome game. Fuck. I'm really thinking now about all the other Windows Pack games. All the ninety like was, Windows ninety five games were like the best. God, yeah. Like there was that game with the dude who like walked around and picked yeah. up objects that opened doors there's the pipe game yeah there's a tank game too oh yeah yeah oh man oh fuck good okay but good times yeah. but we're getting really <laughs> off track we could do an episode on on windows 95 games if we want <laughs> oh man maybe, maybe maybe we should um put that in the vault um <laughs> but yeah so the second part here yeah like we said is centipede booze and block blues block Block blues, block booze. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so it kind of teaches you that you can use the booze to jump up and get find your way out. Um, yeah. But I really like this ghost house. It's fantastic. Yeah, it's fun. And it's like kind of like puzzly too. Exactly. Like you have to figure out how to get the game design elements to work in such a way that you can get out. Yeah, uh, which is how I would figure a ghost house to be up until this point, because it's all confusing in ghost house. It's very confusing. True words, except here where it's very straightforward because of game game design. Yeah. Um. So kudos again. You're like two for two. Well, okay, one and one and a half for two. <laughs> <laughs> I'm giving I'm giving Chaco one a half mark because. Of that fucking checkpoint. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Anything else you want to talk about with the ghost house here? Um, if, I don't know. I guess like the, the booze that turn into blocks. Yeah. What about them? You got to use them. Got to use talk- them to your advantage. Oh, we talked about my, it? My dude. Did you have a mini stroke in the middle of oh, my talk? Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, the, the are you okay? Blues. Have I heard you Bach t- Blues, that's why. I was like, what are Bach Blues? Have you been eating too much chocolate? Uh, do I need, do I need to... Do I need to cut, I gotta pull the chocolate out of your ears. No. You know you eat chocolate with your mouth, right? No. Never. Fine. All right, all right. I want it in right. every orifice. <laughs> Look, I'm not here to judge. You put the chocolate wherever you want. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't tell me where it is. I don't want to know. I'm going to put it up my butthole. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and on that fantastic note, Chocolate Island 2. Yay. And I'm not talking about your butthole. <laughs> that's, what uh, I, that's what I'm going to call my butthole from now on. God. Oh, uh, please do. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, let's but get Chocolate Island here. 2. Yeah, let's get the get out of the gutter. Um, but it's looking a bit chocolatey, finally. Finally, The world here is looking chocolatey. Oh, true. I never even thought of that. Yeah, it's given a nice, nice uh, dark is, chocolate hue. It is chocolate. 
thought it was just it is, dirt. Yeah, I mean, it's probably the amount of the uh, in-game version of dirt. Um, but like, I doubt Mario's like actually chocolate. running on chocolate. It, yeah, it gets the appearance of chocolate. Yeah. So it's convincing, but I doubt he's really just running on chocolate. Have you tried running on chocolate before? Um, no, I haven't. Okay, me either. So actually, <laughs> anybody who's run on chocolate, please re- write into us at it's the extreme and uh, tell us what it's like to run on chocolate. Because now I'm curious. Yeah, uh, we'll for sure get a lot of hits on this one. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, please tell me all about your chocolate runs. Um, I, I assume it's like running on fire, except, you know, more delicious. Anyway, yeah. uh, this stage is... I don't know how to put it. It's both amazing and terrible. So frustrating. All at the same time. But yeah. Like, it's... I'm so conflicted. So, Joey, I want you to say why it's terrible... And I want to say why it's fantastic. Okay. Well. So, you go first. It's, like, so difficult to figure out how to get the the secret exit, the key. What yep. you need, I guess, to move forward. You need the, the, the key, right? So, for this one, uh, the key takes you to a special world. So, you okay, don't necessarily yeah, okay. need it. You don't need it. But if, if you're, like, a completionist and you're looking to find yeah. that... Yeah, well, um, you, it, you gotta do it. But anyway. But yeah, of course, of course. But like the, yeah, it's really convoluted how to get to that secret area because of how they designed this particular level, which, in my opinion, if they just explained it in a bit of a better way, as opposed to having an advice block that just says, coins collected or time remaining can change your progress. Can you find the special goal? Like, that doesn't mean anything. (laughs) Like, it can change your progress? Why don't you just say, like, depending on the amount of coins and time remaining, you could take it, you could have it go to a different path. The level will change. Yeah. Yeah, like, why don't you just say that? But, like, anyway. So, what we're trying to get out of here is that the game designers really went above and beyond on this in particular stage. So. It's broken up into three segments after this beginning area. Um, and the advice block is making reference to how you get to a particular path in the level. So there are three, three sections. Uh, I'm going to call it coin section, time section, and dragon coin section. Because depending on how much you have of each of those, you could get a different one of three different paths. Except for the dino path, which is two. Um, uh-huh. so if you have, like, if you have a lot of coins, you could go to, like, the uppermost path, which has a completely different way than if you have not a lot of coins, you go to a different path entirely. Yeah. Um, so, de- again, depending on the amount of coins you have collected to that, up to that point, the amount of time remaining when you get into the pipe for that second stage, and the amount of dragon coins you have, you could have an entirely different experience from everybody else that does this. Yeah. Which it's is feasible. Crazy. It's, it's crazy. So you have three sections times three other sections times two sections. Uh, and I'm not good with probability math on the fly, so I'll look that up later. But there's a <laughs> lot of different combinations of routes you could take feasibly. And one of only one of those gets you to the secret exit. Yeah. And you, like... It's so hard to figure out. Yeah, like you, and that's the thing. You, it's like you got to get lucky. You never really have an idea that there is a secret. Well, I mean, it says can you get to see your goal, but right. I mean, you'd have no idea how to get there. Yeah, It's just exactly. not clear. But, I mean, I want to applaud them anyway because the thought behind the stage in itself is incredible. Like, it's so, yeah. so forward-thinking. Yeah, and unique. It's really unique. I don't... I haven't seen... Like, I'm trying to think. Joe, you know any other games that do something similar to this? No. Like, I can't either. Like, I'm really trying to rack my brain. Um, I'm sure there is, but not... Like, other games do similar things where it's like you have to go in a certain pattern to progress. But, like, uh-huh. to just say, like, hey, you need X, Y, and Z to, you know, 
get to this specific exit or to this particular outcome. I right. haven't seen that. Yeah. Especially in a platformer game, you know? Right. True. In other, like, another game, I, it's more... I see that more, like, uh, maybe, like, I don't know. Like, uh... It's okay some, if you can't think of one. Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't worry know. about it. Um, but yeah, like, that's all I really got for this stage, but, like, holy shit, I think we really exhausted it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and then, let's talk a little bit about stage three... Um, which didn't really have too much to offer. Yeah, standard stage, I guess. Yeah, like, the only things I have written down here are, like, there's the special area with the spinning platforms, with the yeah. coins, which is weirdly satisfying to do. Uh-huh. Um, and the only noticeable thing is that there are moving platforms where about halfway into the stage, it transitions from enemies that you can knock off the stage safely to enemies that you can't knock off safely. Right. So it changes from Coopers to Fuzzies. So it makes it right. harder, which is fine, but, like, it, again, it's just a standard platforming level. Mm-hmm. Also, um, it's another level that you could pass the exit. Yes. So there are two exits here. Yeah. Uh, one of them is just a false flag exit, really. Yeah. Um, where if you go up there, you actually don't progress you end up just opening up a big circle yeah. on the map. It's like, what the fuck did this accomplish? I know. Um, the only way to get to the actual exit is to fly to it. So, right, you have to fly underneath. Yeah, and this doesn't even have an advice block that says you need to fucking do that. Well, yeah, it's a secret, man. Well, I mean, like, make it a little obvious. Yeah. I mean, how would you know to do that? Aside from the fact that you're not progressing. Yeah, I don't know. It's a good question. People could just be like, what the fuck? Did I break my game? Like, what, what's going on? I guess you could kind of see if you go underneath the the exit there that you're that there's more past it. That's true. It does have the arrows pointing in a direction to that kind of too, indicate yeah. that there's something else over there. So never, never mind. There are, there are some markers. Okay, I'm convinced. <laughs> I'm very easily convinced. Um... But yeah, like that's is there anything else like with the stage here? Like there's not much yeah. to talk about. That's it. Okay. Um so with that, uh I think this is a pretty good time to take a break. Um yes. mainly because we ran out of chocolate again. What? Yeah. I, I trusted you with I, that. Look, it wasn't chocolate. my fault. There was a there was this dinosaur that came up to me and it just like burnt all of my chocolate, and and now it's just mud on the ground. I'm <laughs> uh, sorry about that. Um, do you want some hot? Do you want some hot chocolate? <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay, so we're gonna go find some more chocolate and heat this up on our new Dino Buddy. But we'll be right <laughs> back after this. Yeah. Just don't put your mug too close to the mouth. All right. Just careful. Don't, careful. Don't. Don't. Stop my fingers.
Welcome back. Back to the extreme. Joey. This is us. Hey. How is that Zach. chocolate? How is that hot chocolate? That's, uh, it's pretty good, right? So good. I just want to take a nap. I know. We can't take a nap yet, man. We're we're so Wait. we're doing so good. Okay. I know hot cocoa puts me to sleep in a sleepy time mood too. But <laughs> we have so much to get through. We have we have to I tell everybody what we did. Time. Okay, know, yeah, you're we right. Like, it was we, fun. We slept walk through most of the stages, but it was kind of like um what's his name? The guy who like bumbles through perilous situation. Mr. Magooish. It's very Mr. Magoo <laughs> It was very Mr. Magooish. Uh, that's a good description. He bumbles through perilous situations. <laughs> <laughs> I was just trying to remind myself. Uh, yeah, Mr. Magoo. Um, but yeah, let's talk a little bit about what we magooed ourselves through here. Uh, right. Starting off with the fortress. So this is the first yeah. critical path fortress, if I'm not mistaken, right? I thought so myself. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, and this fortress brings the most fearsome of weaponry, a pointed stick. Sticks. <laughs> a pointed stick. God damn it. There's so many better things you could have used instead of a pointed stick. Yeah. Why is it a pointed scary. stick? scary. I don't know. Like, you've had, like, fire-breathing dinosaurs. <laughs> like, that's scarier than planks of wood. <laughs> Whatever. These planks of wood are kind of annoying, though. They are pretty annoying. Um, and, I mean, coupling that with the other obstacles in the, in the first part here. Right. You with gotta just, pay attention. With random fireballs and dry bones everywhere and yeah. these brown lava pits, which apparently I read up are supposed to represent, like, hot, actual little hot cocoa. Uh, that's, that's why it's brown. <laughs> Cause it's like, or either that, or it's hot coffee. Cause they called it hot mud, so I think hot mud is a synonym for hot coffee. Hmm. But uh, yeah, that's that's why it's brown. Nice. Wanted to look that up. True, and like the the whole level is brown. Actually, the ceiling. Yeah, the I entire guess, like... the the entire the entire castle is is the chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> we are from the fortress of chocolate. <laughs> it's a Simpsons that, reference if you guys yeah. didn't catch it. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's a bit challenging here in the beginning with all the obstacles being thrown at you. And then the next section throws a lot of thwomps and mini thwomps. Mm-hmm. Um, but interestingly enough, if you've hit a lot of the palace switches at this point, this section becomes a lot easier. Yeah, at least for that one part there. Yes, there are some. There's a mini thwomp and two regular thwomps that are blocked in by the the uh, filled in blocks now. Uh, mm -hmm. So it, it's a cool change of pace because normally those blocks just kind of prevent you from falling to your death, whereas this yeah. one actually stops an enemy from hurting you. So that's yeah, it's cool. Yeah, calling that out is like a first instance of that actually happening. Yeah. It's just like, um, uh, be glad that you did this. <laughs> exactly. Uh, it's like, a, yeah, kudos, congratulations, you did it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then you get through the stage here, and you meet up with Resnor. Yes. Which is not one, but four fire-breathing triceratopses. Tri tri <laughs> Triceratopsies. I don't know how you. What's the plural of triceratops? Tri Triceratops. Triceratopsies. Resnors. Let's just call. <laughs> just call them resnors. Resnors. Um, yeah. So they're on the. They're on their. Uh, God damn it! This joke's gonna be so bad. They're. Uh, <laughs> On a Ferris wheel? Uh, what? <laughs> the actress, on a Ferris... Oh, God oh, damn it. Uh, fuck fuck Ferris, me. Okay. <laughs> I knew that was a bad one. Oh. Who, who references Anna Ferris? I do! <laughs> she, right, was, she was relevant in like the early 2000s. 
<laughs> yeah, kind of. She was in scary. <laughs> she was in scary yeah, movie. Scary movie. And that was, uh, that was the thing. <laughs> and she was she was in the Borat or something or the other one, Bruno, I think. She was. I don't I know. I, I did, I hated that movie. Yeah, it was really dumb. So um, dumb. but yeah, uh, there are four of them on a, on a Ferris wheel for some reason, um, and then they're shooting fire at you and. After you've knocked two of them off their platforms, the floor starts disappearing. So you actually mm-hmm. have to jump on their Ferris wheel to knock the rest of them off. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, it's a pretty cool boss battle, I gotta say. Mm-hmm. Not too hard either. Not too hard. It's not supposed to be like end of stage. It's a mid-boss kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Mini-boss. Yeah. yeah. And then with that, I mean, you take them down. But, you know, how we normally do is if somebody seems important enough we'll give them an internet backstory internet backstory so let's (laughs) are you okay over there did you break Uh, sorry okay cool cool i just want to make sure you're you're still good i know we're like i know we're riding high on this sugar the sugar high but yeah i'm just gonna go continue to eat my chocolate Okay, you eat your chocolate, and I'm going to tell, tell the nice folks here about Resnor. Okay. <laughs> so Resnor, Resnor are fire-breathing triceratops that made their debut in this game. According to the game's instruction manual, they were cursed by Bowser. Mm, uh, yeah. they, are, they are mid-bosses that they fight in fortresses found everywhere on Dinosaur Land and are now oh. found in uh, later games. Um, similar how the Koopas are named after various musicians, Resnor is named after Trent Resnor of Nine Inch Nails. <laughs> really? Yeah. There you that's go. Really, that's funny. That's a pretty cool little factoid, huh? Yeah. Um, in the Super Mario world, yes, they are on a Ferris wheel. I didn't realize it, but it says Resnor on their Ferris wheel. And what is that? In case they forget their own name? <laughs> What? Oh, that's what the name is? On the Ferris wheel, it says Resnor. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, sure. Yeah, uh, so it's in later games, too. Uh, it really doesn't actually have a lot of other appearances. It was in one other Mario game, and then in a few others as cameos and stuff. Um, mm. It was mm. in a, the Mario anime Super Mario-kun. Uh, Resnor <laughs> appears... In this Japanese manga, uh, they attempt to spin very quickly uh, in order that Mario and his friends cannot hit them, but due to their speed, they fall off their platforms, uh, making Mario and his friends win the fight. Um, they then appear later, but only three of them are, are apparitions. One of them is real. Um, interesting. Hmm. Yeah, that's about it. Um, but let's, uh, the only thing else I have here is just the Japanese name for Resnor is Bui Bui, and it's an an onomatopoeia for giving peace, the peace sign. Huh. Yeah. Bui Bui. Bui Bui. So, yeah, that's honestly all I have for Resnor. Internet backstory. Mm-mm, good. Yeah, that was I a was nice... I talking sh- about the chocolate. Oh. <laughs> Did you leave any for me? I wasn't talking, uh, like... It's all gone, man. God, for real? Oh, I, I was hoping that... I stomach ache. Ah, uh, well, you fucking deserve it, you pig. <laughs> we have to keep going through here, so bear yeah. with us. Um, what are we on to? Well, we're on to stage... We're on to Chocolate Island 4 here. Uh, luckily, there's not too much to talk about. Uh, it is incredibly weirdly angular in here. Yes. Um, this like, is a fun level, actually. It's a very it's a fun level, but it's just very weird. Like yeah. everything is on a slant, even the moving platforms that I think were like called carrot platforms because they look like <laughs> carrots. They do look like carrots. But yeah, like everything is very angular. I don't. I mean, I get it. it it's hard to stay on angles, but like. It's just weird to the eye, you know? Yeah, and also moving around is kind of annoying. 
Yeah, because the Mario will move on a slanted space, except for the moving ones, thankfully. Yeah. Uh, that would have been a real bitch. Um, but yeah, like, the it's just very angular, so you have to kind of watch your step wherever you're yeah. going. Um, and then the mechanic here is uh, some enemies are chill as fuck. Yeah, but <laughs> the mole man or whatever. Yeah, that mega mole. <laughs> Oh, yeah. With the shades, you don't give a fuck. <laughs> you could just you, hop on them, go for a ride. Yeah, you just go for a ride on them and be like, whatever, who gives a fuck? I'll take you wherever you want, bro. He's like <laughs> he's like Super Mario World's version of an Uber. <laughs> <laughs> just take you wherever oh, the fuck God. you want to go. What a reference. Oh, my God. Like, ah, that's fine, man. Where are you going? You going over here? Okay, cool. I'll take you there. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> Oh, don't worry. I gotta go backwards to go forwards. So just bear with me. Bear with me. <laughs> um, you know, like, that's all I got for this stage, honestly. Not a ton. Well, there's this thing, um, if you... The uh, secret, like, tube, I guess. Yeah? Did you find that one? Uh, can you remind me? I think it's the one, it's the secret tube that you go in and you, like, fall down this pit okay with like different levels and if you fly up the levels then you can get like a whole bunch of lives and shit like oh okay a lot of shit oh that's pretty cool it's cool yeah okay um yeah i that's a fantastic little catch there thank you yeah it's like a really big part of the level actually yeah um because you don't have to do it that's the thing. I'd rather, yeah. yeah. I I guess I just kind of went through it too fast, but good catch. Well, yeah, yeah, we're doing the critical critical path, right? Well, I mean, I talk about secret paths sometimes, so we, yeah, should, yeah. we shouldn't talk about them it's when a, we can. It's a cool one. It's a cool one. Especially if there's not too much to the stage to begin with to talk about. True. I guess um, that's uh, maybe the point. Yeah. The whole stage, yeah. Maybe. Like, you could be right. I thought it was to introduce the chill as fuck Mega Mole, but whatever. <laughs> it's a little good it's a good foreshadow with the mega mole yeah um i think that's about it do you want to move on yeah all right chocolate island five um yeah. so there are trapped enemies and p blocks here so this isn't anything new but you don't necessarily need to release them uh you can if you want but <laughs> the stage can can be played out just as well without doing that. Yeah. Um, the only benefit you get from doing that is a pipe opens up and you can go to a bonus stage. But mm. um, other than that, there's really not like uh, a real kind of pull to do that because there's a ton of enemies that you'll release. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, but this level is pretty much segmented concepts. Like, it's literally segmented by land. Uh, so they have, like, the P-block section, they have two swimming sections, a uh, moving pipe section, and an expanding and retracting platform section. It's, like, it yeah, just in all sequence. The sections. <laughs> it's just so odd. It's, like, sequence one, sequence two, sequence three, sequence four. Like, okay. It just seems very, like, like, it's, I don't know mashed together it seems like they just put concepts in that didn't necessarily have anything to do with each other uh-huh. and i don't know i mean i didn't think i'm looking into this too much i don't know i thought it's like a cool little collage yeah i guess if you look at it like a collage of game design concepts it's pretty cool yeah um okay so that's a fair way to put it uh is there there's not again too much else to talk about that's new yeah this stage not really no so you want to just move on in that case yeah okay so we're at wendy's castle shit well i don't know what i was trying to sing i thought i was initially trying to sing the castle tune and then it just really went off the rail (laughs) um but you know what is not off the rail these gigantic spike towers that do not give a shit about uh, your invulnerability window. These are like the toughest. 
these are yeah, these are crazy. So if you're caught in the middle of these things coming down and you have like full power up, you could just still full on die. Yeah. Like it does not care if you have invulnerability period. It actually cuts no. through it. I know. It's it's weird. Like it's the only thing that does that. Yeah, right. It's the only thing that does that. And you know what makes it even fucking worse is it doesn't choreograph where the fuck it's going to be. Yeah, that too. It just happens. Like, the <laughs> pillars will just kind of barely give you any time to react to their presence. Yeah. Which is like bullshit. It's slight, slight, like, reaction time. But you have to like, be paying attention. Like, you have to have, like, the reactions of an 8, of an eight to 10-year-old to do yes. that. Because, like, fuck me. Like, you... It, takes like half a second of showing you like it's falling here you better move like how the fuck am i supposed to get my ass in gear and move out of the way in that time yeah you really overestimate my ability to react <laughs> and they go so fast at the end they really do it makes it even worse yeah it's so scary it's very scary i had a little mini heart attack and it shakes like the screen also and it comes crashing down or whatever yeah, it really gives a sense of the force that's coming down on you when uh, they, when they break, when the yeah. uh, screen shakes like that. Yeah, it's actually similar to when a thwomp comes down, you know. Oh, uh, true. But um, it's very cool. And then on the next section here, uh, it's pretty standard platforming, but uh, it introduces these enemies, little sparkies and hotheads. Yeah. And they guard. Are, are these um? Is that what they are actually called? Yeah, those are what they're uh, actually called. <laughs> I, was, I was thinking they were like Padoobadoos or whatever. Uh, the Padoobadoos are the fireballs. Well, those are technically fireballs, but like the ones that don't have eyeballs. Okay. No, these, <laughs> one, these ones have eyeballs and are staring at you intently. <laughs> um, yeah. And they also look like miniature suns. Yeah, that's what I thought. They look like suns. I yeah. guess they're... It's, they're electricity sparky or whatever that makes yeah sense. yeah they're uh they look like the soons <laughs> <laughs> nice. there is there's going to be seven people no i'm way over. there's gonna be two people who get that joke <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah so this pretty much standard platforming section yeah um and the hotheads and uh little sparkies are basically just kind of used as ways to make your uh platforming a little bit more precise because you can't jump on them but you can mm. spin jump on them though yeah so that's key you just yeah you just need to spin jump on them and be careful yeah um and then that's about it there's a mid i guess there's a midsection in this where literally you have to move so fast because you can't stop anywhere right um but that's about it before we talk about Wendy. Is there anything else on the stage that you wanted to chat about? Nope. Fantastic. Then Wendy. Oh, Koopa. Yeah. Um, this is the fastest I'm going to talk about a fight. Um, <laughs> We've done the, it before. The same it, one. Exactly. It's the Lemmy Koopa fight all over again. Yeah. That's it. Nothing different. It, there were fireballs in the other one too, right? Yeah. Nothing oh, oh, no, different. I think the first one had one fireball. This one has two fireballs. Oh man! Yeah. Whoa! Back the train up. Let's make this a little too too difficult now, guys. Right? It's way too different. <laughs> Fucking hell! It's just bullshit. Like, come on! This is the second boss in the game that's been copied from another boss. Yeah. True. Like, come the fuck on. Uh, like, why not just make another one? Just think of some other thing that you can do. There's a million concepts that you could have thought of. Anyway. You beat Wendy. Fuck that. Um, you, beat, you beat Wendy, and Mario fucking mops the castle out of existence. Yeah, he wipes it from the existence. Yeah, that was the word. <laughs> yeah, like, what the fuck? How? What? <laughs> Everything else has been like, oh, he hit it with a hammer, he blew it up, or like, whatever. Like, this one's just like, what? <laughs> it, it just grabs a mop and then erases it like in fucking Mario Paint. What the fuck that is that true. mop? 
It's true. It's very Mario painty. What the fuck is that mob? Why can't we have access to that mob? I want to use it to like erase yeah, why can't, shit. Why? Why can't we use it during the level? That would have been great. Why wouldn't? Why can't that be a thing in the rest of that game where you get access to the mop that can undo reality? Maybe it's too. Maybe it's too overpowered. Come to think of it. Yeah, it'd be too easy. It would be a little too easy. Uh, but it does say Wendy has sung her last song. So apparently she was a singer. Uh, I mean, um, like, there's right. a lot of a lot of musicians in the Koopa family or the Koopa clan. We have Ludwig and Wendy. Sure, but what is Wendy? Who's Wendy? I uh, will probably maybe talk about that soon. Okay, yes. Um, but Mario must meet the challenge now before him. Uh, the sunken ship ahead appears to be a gateway to the Valley of Bowser. Bowser. The Valley of Bowser. Yeah. Interesting. So, yeah, why not just like Bowser's Valley? I don't know. <laughs> the Valley it- of Bowser. It seems a bit more menacing, I guess. Yeah, it does. Makes it sound like there are multiple Bowser there, you know? Yeah. Like the valley of like the valley of anything sounds like it encompasses an entire like species of something. Right. Like a valley of llamas. <laughs> like, ah, oh, that's where the llama live. The valley of llama. <laughs> um But yeah, like that is Chocolate Island. We did it. Yes. Jerem. What have you been doing? I haven't seen you in a while. What have you been up to? Wow, so you just so you just so you just came back from getting a burger? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Jeremy's language is very long and complicated. Sometimes it takes a while to get his point across. Yeah. But we don't ju- we don't we don't judge him. Yeah. Um <laughs> I'm glad you're back, Jeremy. Um yeah, you can tell me more about the time that you uh Found a secret lair underneath uh, in the backyard of your house later. All right. <laughs> um, but yeah, let's talk a little bit before we before we sign off here. We have to give you a double dosage of internet backstory. Internet backstory. <laughs> internet backstory. What? Internet backstory. Did you ever see uh, Space Ghost? Uh, no. No, it was a show on uh, late night con- uh, Cartoon Network or Adult Swim. Okay. It was space- called Space Ghost, Coast to Coast, and one of the co-hosts on it, his name was Brack. Brack. You should look okay. it up. It was actually pretty funny. Uh, but but Wendy Okupa, uh, she has a quote here. Let's see if I can access my inner Wendy. <laughs> You could have kept. Sorry. You could have just sat so quietly in your cell like good prisoners, but no, you had to escape and make us chase after you. So inconsiderate. (laughs) (laughs) Once again, flawless job. God damn it! That actually hurt my throat. (laughs) (laughs) That's how you knew it was good. Ah, but Wendy Okupa, known as Cootie Pie Koopa. Uh, is one of the Koopalings, and uh, she is the only female in the group and was named after the famous musician Wendy O. Williams, leader of the punk band The The Plasmatics. All right, that's really specific. That is very, I've never heard of The Plasmatics. Same. Um, He was probably popular in, like, the 80s. (laughs) Probably. Um, I can't say I know too much about it, but fair enough. Um, we already talked about her appearance in Super Mario World. There's nothing there. Uh, Wendy appeared in an interactive anime adaptation of Super Mario World. Um, on Chocolate Island, she, alongside Lemmy, Larry, Ludwig, Morton, and Roy, ambushed Mario at the fortress. 
she fought them first and attempted to confuse the two by creating two copies of herself, but underestimated the Mario Bros, and when charging at Mario, he simply stepped aside, causing her to cling to dear life from a platform above a pit of lava. Uh, <laughs> of the Koopalings in the anime, her strategy was closest to the strategy used in the game uh, the anime adapted. Um, in the cartoons, uh, Wendy's named Cootie Pie, as we talked about. Cootie Pie is a 16-year-old spoiled brat who often whines and complains about everything. Uh, Cootie Pie frequently drives those around her crazy by throwing temper tantrums and furniture when she doesn't get what she wants. Uh, Cootie Pie refers to King Koopa, uh, Bowser as, <laughs> God, for real? Daddykins? <laughs> what the oh fuck? My God. This cartoon sounds bonkers. Uh, as opposed to the other Koopalings who call him King Dad. <laughs> King uh, Dad. Uh, she also has a particular disdain for Princess Peach, who she sees as a rival, uh, voiced by Tabitha St. Germain. Um, yeah, there we go. That's a that was a thing <laughs> that happened. I guess. Um, she's in a lot of other things. Uh, in a Club Nintendo comic book, actually, uh, Super Mario Erlong Nine Danka. I guess in a German Club Nintendo comic. Uh, pardon my German. Wendy works as a <laughs> stewardess at the airline Coop Air. Uh, she acts very unfriendly, urging Mario and his fellows to enter the plane instead of delivering their mail, simply throws pizza boxes at them. Uh, this comic also hints at Wendy's age and explains that she's been doing this job for 40 years. Wow. She's also seen smoking at one point. <laughs> Wendy appears again at the end of this comic where she, she can be seen dancing in a disco. What the fuck? <laughs> God damn it. These cameos are just redonkulous. <laughs> um, what else do we got here? They, She's in a lot, a lot of other games. Just like the other Koolings, there's a lot of cameo across other various games, even in this game Color Splash. Um, what else do we got? Her physical appearance, uh, she is a different, unique color, uh, a lot of pink. In terms of, okay, sure, we're not body shaming here. Um, fuck it, personality and traits. Wendy is shown to be very desiring of wealth and prestige. Her being one of the two Kooplings, uh drop 102 coins instead of 99 may or be a reference to her greed, whatever. Uh, the comics, and to some extent, the cartoons typically portray her as a spoiled brat. Uh, she even thinks of herself as Bowser's favorite child. Uh, she does do whatever she can to impress her father and likes to be congratulated for her bad deeds. Um, <laughs> she, she is shown to have a very short temple, temper over things and can be violent when provoked. Uh, this latter trait is further confirmed in other games. Um, and... The English game text in Mario World implies she spends her time singing, uh, but uh, that is not corroborated anywhere else. In the bio in the Japanese New Super Mario Bros. Wii website says that she is strong-minded and intrusive tomboy. Um, the tomboy's traits are reconfirmed in the Encyclopedia Super Mario Bros., which is a thing that I'm going to look into after this. Uh, with the official uh, power guides claiming that Wendy had to learn to be tough as she was the only female growing up amongst the Koopalings. Um, other than that, she... Uh, it's like we're done here um yeah the, I'm, there's a ton of shit 
but I'm going to just try and skip to any pertinent trivia. Um, there is no pertinent trivia. So I'm going to end on a quote. Um, okay, I just looked at this one and I had to do it. You can do this. Uh, this is from the cartoons. Ah! I've been kissed by a plumber! (laughs) (laughs) And that's Internet Backstory for Cootie Pie (laughs) slash Wendy Okupa. Internet Backstory. (laughs) Jesus Christ. All right, that's it for today. (laughs) Yes, follow us on Podbean and Pinecast and Never Sleeps and and iTunes and Twitter and Instagram. Joey, I know you're about to... I know you're about to fall asleep from all the chocolate, but, let, <laughs> but let's do this right. So thanks again, everybody, for listening. We really appreciate it. Again, if you want to get in touch with us, there's a million ways to. You can get in touch with us on Twitter at It's the Extreme. You can get in touch with us on Facebook. We have a fan page if you want to like that. You know, you can talk with some like-minded yeah. souls. Um, we are on Instagram at It's the Extreme. We are on our Obviously, we are on our network with our amazing uh, fellow podcasters, so Never Sleeps Network. Uh, Check them out. Again, so many amazing podcasts like uh, Speech Bubble with Aaron Broverman, fantastic dude. Uh, Talking Wrestling with Casey Corbin, really funny guy. Uh, There's a million other podcasts, Vesta Friends. Those guys are great. Love them. Um, Take a listen. I'm sure you'll find something you like. Otherwise, what else is... I don't think there's anything else. I think we should just go eat a bunch of chocolate. I think we should... I think, honestly, we gotta... We, we should hold off on the chocolate. It looks like we have a lot of swimming to do. <laughs> All right. That is uh, wise words. Yeah, right we're... We gotta, we gotta make it out to this, this ship. There's a ship off right. in the... Do you see that ship off in the distance? I kind of see it, yeah. Yeah, I think that's where we gotta go. So yeah, I think you gotta hold off. I'll hold off on the chocolate. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. All right, guys. We'll uh, we'll be going exploring this this sunken ship next week. Um, in the meanwhile, do not forget to write it down. And do not. I love you platonically. Oh, I forgot. Wait, I forgot. We have a, we have a Patreon. We have a Patreon that you oh, guys can. Yes. We have a Patreon you guys can uh, subscribe to for awesome benefits. Like, um, if you donate at a $1 level on there, uh, we'll give you a shout-out. And actually, I want to give a shout-out to our first donator, actually a good friend of ours, Jamie. Uh, yeah. Thank you, Jamie, for kicking it off and being uh, for helping us out. We really appreciate it. You are Thanks, awesome. Jamie. We love you. In a totally platonic way. But, yeah, again, at $1, we'll podcast. give you a- We'll give you a, uh, an awesome shout-out like that. Um, say whatever. Um, and then at $5, actually, you can get access to all the amazing songs that Joey's been creating here for the podcast. Yes, sir. Um, we'll be uploading new ones uh, whenever Joey can. And, uh, yeah, you'll just get access to them. So take yeah, a listen. Take cool. a look. Patreon. Uh, uh, it's the Extreme Patreon. And yeah, we really appreciate it. If you feel like you want to support us and help this grow, uh, we are incredibly thankful and we'll continue to get better. And uh, if you do support us, thank you so much. Thank you. And yeah, that that's it for real this time. Yeah. So don't forget to write it down. We'll see you next time. Do you know where I left my wetsuit? Never Sleeps Network. This has been a Never Sleeps Network production, executive produced by Alex Ross. For more information and content, visit NeverSleepsNetwork.com. Never Sleeps Network.